Talk hard and enjoy the mindgasm. The Intellectual Podcast starts now. Welcome to the 137th episode of the Intellectual Podcast. It is fucking Star Wars no! Day! Yay! Merry Force Must, everyone! <laughs> I'm sitting here with Kristen. Uh, our afternoon plans have uh, been foiled, which means we get a chance to sit and talk Star Wars before watching The Force Awakens. <gasps> Just a few hours away from now. I know, I'm so excited. This, is, this was our... Our Star Wars Eve and Star Wars Day. It's like Christmas. It feels like it feels like Christmas. It's, but it's more better. Christmas to me than Christmas. I know it's better. <laughs> it's so much better. <laughs> it's like nerd Christmas. So I actually I was watching Return of the Jedi last night I for saw your Star Wars Eve. Yeah. yeah, and apparently Tony Cox was in. <laughs> he was one of the Ewoks. So not really. Not really. <laughs> Are you sure that could have happened? No, that totally could have been Tony. He was probably younger and shorter and. He's uh he that was eighty three so you know that's about you know He's like, what Tony eight? age perfect that is perfect Ewok size I'm telling you man Mark Anthony Cox are you a fucking Ewok I don't think he let us dying. know please I hope you were because that would be great <laughs> he did post something on your post <clears throat> oh like, I, I I didn't see like it secret or something I know I didn't it didn't come up it didn't come up no I don't know if Facebook is just being weird or your phone's just being no, it's just Facebook. It's Facebook for droids. Mm. This is not this is not the droid they're looking for, apparently. <laughs> so <laughs> Anywho. Okay, how excited are you? Uh on a scale of one to ten. Like a billion? Yeah. <laughs> I know. I'm like I feel like a giddy little schoolgirl right now. Yeah, it's um it's funny, you know, when the when the when the prequels came out, mm-hmm. I was well, my birthday was the 18th it came out the first one came out on the 19th so i spent my wow. i spent my my birthday in 1997 was it um in line for star wars that's awesome um and i remember that sensation i was quite a bit younger then um i was still in my 20s actually and uh i i'm just a super freaking star wars nerd yeah I didn't even really realize how big a Star Wars nerd until I was like kicking everybody's ass at Star Wars Trivial Pursuit, mm-hmm. and, you know, getting into the newspaper with my toy lightsabers and duels, and, you know, nice. just being a complete dweeb, <laughs> you know, shortly before turning 30. Um, and uh, I loved it. It didn't matter to me. Like, it's Star Wars. How can yeah. I hide it? Uh, so it's been 10 years since the last time we had a premiere and I've been tempering my expectations because you know the prequels were a little bit of a letdown yeah I mean I still love them because I'm just unabashedly apologetic for whatever George was trying to do in those movies you know we were all giving him you know the benefit of the doubt but, um, but I you know I really like J.J. Abrams as a filmmaker and I'm super excited to see what a fan did 
carrying the legacy of this franchise on. Yeah, like, I think it's exactly what they needed. They needed this. I mean, not just after the prequels, but I think just to keep it new, just to keep it what Star Wars is, to take it into a fan's hands yeah. is like the next, and for all you know, intents and purposes, the next generation, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> well, it worked for Star Trek with TNG. I, mean, I know, it know, did. Let's infuse new blood and new storytelling. Exactly. Um, yeah, you know, I posted a thing on Monday. Um, this guy wrote that Monday was the best day to be a Star Wars fan. And it really, it really rang true. Like we'll never have Monday back. That yeah. was, that was the last time because you know, Disney's not going to let this franchise mm-hmm. die. It's not, you know, at least I would bet for the next 10 years, we're going to have a movie every year. Oh yeah. You know, they're, they're going to turn it into the Marvel franchise, uh, template. Yeah. Which has worked for them with Marvel, mm-hmm. you know exactly. Um, it's a and it's a universe. It's a big universe. It's already established. You know they don't have to do all the groundwork that they had to do with the Marvel universe. Mm-hmm. So you know they can just kind of go to town. I'm super excited about that, and I think there's a, a ton of stories to explore. Mm-hmm. But this particular premiere is going to forever be unique because it's a ten. It's been a ten year wait. After three relatively disappointing films, which came on the heels of a 25-year wait. <laughs> <laughs> right. you, know? you didn't like all the council meetings? Like, uh, I mean, those were my meetings, favorite part. Meetings, meetings, meetings. Meeting, meeting. They, they got so good at meetings, there were hologram meetings at that. I know. But no, it, uh, Monday was an amazing day because anything was possible. And, and just driving around and thinking about that, we, you know, we went up to L.A. on Monday and did our Troubadour thing and the premiere was happening downtown and I really just wanted to be over there in Hollywood you know it was just a couple miles away from where we were really I just wanted to move down the road I'm so glad I have no proximity like (laughs) when I go up there I'm like where am I I'm so glad because I would have just been like let's go and we're on Hollywood Boulevard we were on Santa Monica Boulevard (laughs) literally we were within three miles of where the premiere was oh man! and uh, all the craziness that was going on over there. Wow. And it was everything I could do to just like keep my cool Monday night. <laughs> yeah. Let's just go see a rock show and not do nerd stuff. Yeah. <laughs> for like one day. Let's go be cool people tonight. <laughs> right. Let's pretend we're not nerdy just for tonight. <laughs> oh, on our last star Wars day, true day. I did. I read that article too. It really, it was touching. I read it out loud. Because I wanted to hear like little girl me hear it and just enjoy the day. I read it out loud to Teresa and, uh, and I think Teresa and my mom and Michael. We were at breakfast that morning. Oh, yeah. So I read that out loud to them. I'm like this is this is this is the best day to be a Star Wars fan. Oh, <laughs> so See? Yeah. the little kid in me is like going fucking crazy. Yeah, screw Christmas carols. <laughs> I want to. I want to read nerdy Star Wars articles. I drove home from. I, I worked film in Diego last night, and we were over at uh, uh, this thrift store off a of university. And mm. uh, I drove home, and Apple on Apple Music mm. has a whole Star Wars station running right now. Oh. So and so cool. they would play Star Wars music and then intersperse each track of Star Wars music with sound effects from the films, like droids blooping and bleeping and, yeah. you know, X-Wings shooting at TIE fighters. And nice. I'm hauling ass up to five in the middle <laughs> of the night, you know. I'm just freaking out in my car. 
That is so awesome. Yeah, it was great. Hell yeah. And I listened to it on the drive down that I do. You hit warp speed in your Prius? That's great. I would have loved to have seen that. My Prius, which does have the uh, the Rebel Alliance uh, logo on it. Absolutely. So, you know, my geek, my geek car. Someone stole my film in Diego magnet. What? Yeah. Look at that, they, Jody. People I think are they stealing stole it your, in LA. That, wow. Wow. Maybe. It wasn't there after Monday. Oh, good point. That's weird. That was really cold that day. We were next to like a Christmas tree parking lot. Maybe it just shivered itself off. Yeah. Maybe it was so cold in LA. Yeah. <laughs> so, what what is what is your hope for the new films? Uh, my new hope for the films. <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to. Um, I, I guess from what I've been, it's hard not to hear any of the reviews. You know, I've been purposely staying well, away from the internet, kind of, you know, just been kind of tiptoeing around it just to, you know, make sure I don't, you know, hear anything. And everybody's been posting on Facebook. You, you spoil anything for me. I will defriend you. I have to admit, you know, the internet's been pretty good. The internet has been really Wonderful, actually. Like geeks are all like, "Fuck you! Don't spoil like, it." Like none of it. Everyone, I will like, shut your ass down. Yeah, exactly. They're like, "No, we're keeping it." Yeah, exactly. Site owners have literally been shutting their sites down when they see spoilers show up. I'm, like, that's it. I'm really happy about that. Number one, that's what I'm really happy about is that I can have whatever thoughts in my mind right now, and they're left alone. Mm. And personally, as a fan. I mean, I was giddy last night just watching Jedi. I haven't seen Jedi in a while, you know? And I was like, I just stood there with like this <laughs> dumb like smirk on my face the whole time. And I'm like, awesome. You know, you just, you kind of, there's a certain place I think that everybody is able to go in Star Wars. You know, they're able to let that little kid just run free. And so by being able to shut down the internet, the internet shutting down the internet, that's a huge first. Yeah. With this film being so anticipated, you'd think everybody would be out there just saying everything and spoiling everything, but we're not. So in all this craziness and madness and hate and violence and all this stuff, at least Star Wars is still sacred. And that's saying something. <laughs> that really is saying something. It's so, a global phenomenon. It is. Um, did you see the, the, the British weather person that did all of her weather report? with uh, Star Wars puns? No. It's freaking amazing. That's great. I'm glad, to do, I'm glad she was British. She's like, if you Luke over here. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, and overnight, uh, you know, a chill factor will come in and we will wake up tomorrow on the dark side. But fear not, <laughs> there's a new hope for sunshine on the West Coast later in the day. It's freaking amazing. Aww, that's <laughs> so cute. I, like, I posted on my Facebook this morning. I'm like, I think I'm in love. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it's crazy because Brian, we were all having this conversation on Monday night about how, I mean, look at this. People can't see, but I'm holding up a Star Wars mascara right now. Mm-hmm. And it says, do or do not try. Or do or do not. There There's is no a, try. There is no try. And so, I mean, as a little girl, this would never have been a thing. Never, you know, and is like this closeted, you know, chick who couldn't say like, "Hey, I like Star Wars." People were like, "What?" Like they or any kind of anything, you know. This is a totally new factor, you know. And but it's everywhere, like I look at bags of chips and water bottles and oranges with like BB-8, and you're like, "How are they going to work an orange in?" But you know, it's everywhere because not only is Disney great at kind of putting that, you know, everywhere, putting those products everywhere, but it's. I mean, I was literally going to buy Band-Aids with Stormtroopers on them because I was like, now I want to cut myself. I can wear, (laughs) 
so I can wear these Star Wars band-aids. I don't think that's what they, they I know. Were for. I know. Well, unless I'm an emo kid. Just, yeah. uh, even emo kids like Star even Wars. Even emo kids like Star Wars. That's right. I think that's the thing about Star Wars that's interesting. Because, you know, there's always the debate between Star Trek and Star Wars. And which is better. And, I mean, I'm a fan of both. Like, unabashedly a fan of both. Um, but what Star Wars is, is it's accessible. Yeah. It, it isn't highly technical. And while, yes, there are droids and, you know, technical things going on, that's not the focus of what Star Wars is. Mm-hmm. In the end, it's a story about family. It's a story about faith. Um, and I think those are just universal truths that ring for everybody. Whereas Star Trek has a tendency to dip into the cerebral and mm-hmm. almost shut the casual viewer out sometimes by being too focused on the technical side of things not a problem. Mm-hmm. I think both franchises have their place in the universe, and mm-hmm. I'm glad that both exist. Exactly. Um, I, I hope <laughs> that Star Trek's not becoming too Star Wars-y. Yeah. Um, and that's my only concern with the latest trailer for the new Star Trek Beyond, mm-hmm. um, is that Justin Lin and J.J. are going to make it too Star Wars-y. But, yeah. um, but no, I think they're both great, but Star Wars is absolutely just far more accessible from a storytelling standpoint, mm-hmm. I think for everybody, for girls, for guys, for kids, for adults, yeah, um, it's just easy to consume, and uh, and and just speaks to you know a single unifying truth of you know, for lack of a better word, humanity, yeah, which I think is cool. It's true. Do you think? And all hope. right. Do you think it's at this point? I know a lot of people are trying to see who these characters are because there's new characters that are introduced in Force Awakens, are you more concerned with who the characters are or moving the Jedi story along? I think... I think the problem with the prequels Mm -hmm. was they were focused on moving the Jedi story along. Mm -hmm. And the Jedi story means nothing without an emotional context. Mm -hmm. And so I think that was the mistake... George Lucas made on the prequels from a storytelling standpoint mm-hmm. is that the Jedi were too stoic. They were too rooted in their ways and it lacked drama. If you watch Phantom Menace at no point in time does Qui-Gon Jinn or Obi-Wan ever seem to be terrified or concerned that they're not going to pull through mm-hmm. <laughs> you know there's no drama involved yeah so when Qui-Gon spoiler alert gets mm-hmm. stabbed mm-hmm. and dies yeah you're almost like because mm. <laughs> you're on a stoic emotional journey as it is mm-hmm. and Obi-Wan screaming out no is the first like emotional beat of the entire movie and it's in the mm-hmm. last 10 minutes yeah <laughs> it's true <laughs> you know? um so I think, you know, by that point, you've kind of lost the audience as far as, like, really being overly concerned about it. Mm-hmm. So I, that being said, what I want to see out of the new films is a focus on character, a focus on um, who they are, what their motivations are, mm-hmm. um, and, and a character arc. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. uh, the, the, the problem with a fully fleshed out Jedi who is in total control of his powers is there's very little room for a character arc. This is true. 
So Qui-Gon had no real character arc. He was he was he was the the living force guy. He had his beliefs in what they were. They never changed throughout the film. He argued with the council about it, but nobody changed his mind about anything. Mm-hmm. And then he died. Exactly. And Obi-Wan had his concerns about all that, but you know, was his Padawan and was going to do what he was told and Mm -hmm. really didn't have any sort of emotional moment until that very, very end when he's battling Darth Maul. And there's no room there for a character arc. Yeah. It just, it's just a character that moves through the motions of the day. And yeah, I mean, that could have added to Obi-Wan's kind of background, you know, his kind of, as he is, as he's working his way up as a Jedi, because he, then he becomes very obviously as, you know, old Obi-Wan as we, we know him was very stoic, mm-hmm. you know, but he still, he did, he did have a lot of emotion. I'm just giving him, I'm playing devil's advocate because maybe that's why Qui-Gon <laughs> wasn't <laughs> a better character. I don't know. I mean, I personally, I would have loved to have seen that too. Um, but there are moments when moments. you watch the movie where you're, where there's interaction yeah. between the two of them, like after they come out of the council chambers and mm-hmm. Qui-Gon has basically defied the, the, the council and Obi-Wan's asking him, you know, why do you continue to, to go against the will of the council? And they have a little bit of an exchange and you sense a greater history between the two yeah. and an understanding of, of the fact that they're not as put together as a group mm-hmm. as they put forth but it's such a fleeting moment in the overall two hours of the movie yeah exactly <laughs> you know yeah. um, whereas it should have been more of the focus and mm-hmm. the pod race should have been half as long and thank you the battle Seriously. at the end yeah. could have been half I mean, as long we could pick apart that film all day yeah. but it's not really but but it is but it is an but interesting yeah. thing to look back at that absolutely because really the phantom menace is the film to compare right now to the Force Awakens mm-hmm. because yes. it is the it is the first film back after a long hiatus. Mm-hmm. It is the film that has the weight of the world on it to yeah. deliver. Or you know, we're in the we don't want to see a, a crappy film tonight, exactly, and know that we've got four more crappy films on yeah. the on the way. Yeah. You know, the, the tone will be movie. set tonight for what we expect out yeah. of the rest of these. Um. And I remember the Phantom Menace coming out and everybody was like super just excited and we were, you know, we loved it because it was like visual eye candy at the mm-hmm. time. Oh Nobody's gosh, ever seen yeah. anything like it, you know? Oh, yeah. I mean, and, and, and in that way, that was very similar to the original Star mm-hmm. Wars. Nobody had ever seen anything like it. Exactly. Um, but the story still let us down. And by the time we got to Attack of the Clones, mm-hmm. A, we saw the name Attack of the Clones and everybody kind of went, whoa. Shit, (laughs) (laughs) you know, and then B, it was like, don't fucking let us down. Fix, fix the mistakes of the first one, and then when we saw that those mistakes weren't fixed, they were further enhanced Mm -hmm. and made worse. Yeah, Um, you know that retroactively just destroyed anybody's appreciation of the Phantom Menace. (laughs) No, (laughs) you know. So by the time we get to Vader going, no. Everybody's yeah. like, yeah. Really? Yeah, okay, good. Fine. <laughs> See you yeah. later. Again, I get where George was going with that scene. He was, Absolutely. He was, he was paying homage to the classic Hammer horror films yeah. and Frankenstein mm-hmm. and all of that. But, you know, it is just, it was such a weird moment in the, Don't, it wasn't in the, in the universe of film that exactly. he'd already made. 
you know, I don't know. When people are putting Easter eggs of Star Wars in their films, like, you don't, you, you just needed a, a solid film, I think, at that point, instead of trying to, he was really trying to grasp at straws by that. Well, I, I just think time. George Lucas is not so, a good director. Yeah. That's just all there is to it. I, I've had a lot of discussions on this podcast about directing. Yeah. And, and I love the universe George Lucas created. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm one of the first to say I don't think that A New Hope is very well directed. Yeah. Um, and and uh, and Star Wars really didn't become the f- the the deep seated phenomenon that it is, the long lasting phenomenon that it is, until Irving Kirshner and Lawrence Kasdan got their hands on mm-hmm. Empire. Yeah. And that's the movie that you can tell. almost everybody goes, that's the benchmark. That's yeah. that's the best sequel ever made. And it's the best Star Wars movie ever made. The majority of people who love Star Wars will mm-hmm. tell you that. And that's the movie that of all the six that currently exist had mm-hmm. the least amount of George Lucas's hands in every piece of it. Yeah. Um, so I think that's telling. And so that has my hopes raised for tonight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because this is the universe George Lucas created, but it's through the filter of all these other people who are better storytellers, better screenwriters. George Lucas is a really great storyteller. He's a shit screenwriter. Um, But better screenwriters, better directing. uh, The effects, I mean, J.J. Abrams has proved it with his Star Trek films. He's a master at blending Mm-hmm. practical and digital together to oh, where yeah. you don't know where the seam is. You know, I don't, I don't know where the line ends and fake begins and real, you know, mm-hmm. but there's, he, he does such a good job of populating so much of the scene with real. The actors are interacting with real. Yeah. <laughs> so, and that was one of the problems with the prequels too, is like mm-hmm. George was really pushing digital technology forward. Yeah. And in a lot of ways it was like his lab. Mm-hmm. You know, and and I think absolutely. I was seeing one of his test experiments last night. You know, the remastered Jedi, and so mm-hmm. I thought, I thought it's one of those, um, like the beginning of you know Metallica song. It's like which one is it, this one or that one? And I at first I was thinking it was the original. I was hoping, and then you know, no, didn't even happen. Once they were in the well, he's pulled the. He has all the slaves dancing. And, yeah, he pulled oh, all the. God. He pulled all the Jabba's. All the. I mean, the reality yeah. is, and, and this is something a lot of people I don't think really fully fathom, is mm-hmm. what everybody bitches and moans about. Like, I want the I want the VHS copy of the film, the original film mm-hmm. that I remember. Yeah. That's not the same fucking films he showed in the theater to begin with. Yeah. Star Wars itself went through like three or four iterations during the year it ran in movie theaters. Mm-hmm. He kept tweaking it during that year. None of us... Unless we were in those first screenings in 1977, ever watched the original movie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, he, he tinkered with them for years and years and years and years. And and I, I still stand by the idea that that's his right. And, mm-hmm. you know, it, it oh, is yeah. his art. And as an artist, he can fuck it up as much as he wants until he's done. <laughs> you know? Exactly. Um, and whether we like it or not, you know, that that is an artist's right. It's an artist's right to paint over their painting. You know, uh, Van Gogh and Da Vinci and all those guys did that. Mm-hmm. They paint something and then they'd keep tweaking it. Yep. You know, like the Mona Lisa went around with Leonardo Da Vinci for years and years and years before it ever became a gallery piece. Exactly. Who knows what iteration looked oh, better? Geez. Maybe he made her frown because she didn't have that great of a smile. Who knows? 
you know. Who knows? But uh, but I'm I'm wildly excited for tonight. All right, um, predictions. A little bit, a little bit. Just okay, little bit. my predictions. Yes. My predictions are, and and this is based entirely on my own conjecture, not not anything I've read online. My belief is they're going to mirror the original films as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, because even George tried to do that to some degree with the prequels. It's just, it's the star Wars way. Yeah. Um, and if you're watching star Wars rebels, same thing, orphan kid, uh, you know, gets plucked out of obscurity and mm-hmm. you know, and they're, they're constantly doing that. Yeah. So with that in mind, my belief is that, Ray and Kylo Ren are siblings. Really? And I think they're the solo twins. Oh. And it's my belief that because somebody has to die in this movie. Yeah, absolutely. My belief is that it'll be Han Solo. <gasps> you think they're finally going to kill him off? I've said it since the day Harrison Ford signed on. You, well, they tried. I mean, they tried. That's to, all he's wanted since Empire. <laughs> right? Exactly. That is all he has wanted since Empire. And I could only picture one thing with the meeting between him and JJ. Is JJ going, look, we will finally kill off on Solo. We will finally give that character the heroic death that you've always wanted. Please come back and let us tell that story. That has been my firm belief since the day I heard he signed on. Yeah. I haven't really wavered in it. Ever, mm-hmm. um, I, I lend some possibility that Chewbacca may be the one that dies. Oh no, 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 not Chewie. If for any other reason than just the simple fact that uh, Peter Mayhew is having a very hard time moving around, oh. you know, yeah. and carrying on for two more films as Chewbacca <sighs> may be very difficult for the man. It may be hard. Yeah. Um, although if you kill Han Solo, Chewbacca may just disappear because of that too. This is also true. Um, so that wow, that's, that's my predictions. That's 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 pretty huge. What about giving Leia finally a lightsaber? Um, I would love to see Carrie just wield it once. Yeah, I mean, it was one of the things. It's one of the things that I did love in the expanded universe mm-hmm. was that she always had a lightsaber from mm-hmm. that mom- moment forward. She never really mastered it. No. <laughs> so so she kind of haphazardly used it here yeah. and there. Um, but the fact that they've got her playing General Leia now, and she's been leading mm-hmm. uh, the Alliance for years. Uh, I don't know. I don't think she's going to have a lightsaber. If she does, it'll be like it was in the Expanded Universe. Like two where, seconds. Where she's, she's just kind of got it, but she yeah. never learned to use it. Kind of awkwardly holding it like the she's, blaster. She's not a Jedi. You know, she's... <laughs> <laughs> she uses her force for diplomacy. Exactly. You know, which is great. Cause you lightsaber like a girl. <laughs> Leia's, Leia's incredibly strong but and she, she was always strong willed, which I think was the most important part of that character. Um, yeah, she picked up a blaster and fired it down the hallway. Dude, she and saved Han stuff, and you know? killed Jabba. Yeah. yeah you know, she's, Jedi. That was, she's tough and she doesn't tough. need a lightsaber to be tough. No. You know, um, Luke needed a lightsaber. He was a whiny bitch. Speaking of Luke, you know, where are we going to see Mark Hamill in this film? I don't think we'll see him until the end. I think so too. I absolutely agree. I think he'll be the big reveal towards the end. I have, I have 
read enough to know that kind of the whole driving force of the film is both the good side and the dark side are, are looking for Luke. That would make sense why. Yeah. Now, why is he missing? That's Ray the question. My my belief on that, because I've had this conversation a couple times with my geek friends, um, like Luke was the only Jedi left. Mm-hmm. He was constantly tempted by the dark side. And he has no guidance, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody who could guide him and teach him in the ways of the Force was gone. Mm-hmm. So um, now he's the most powerful being in the universe, unopposed. Mm-hmm. Um, my storytelling brain says that Luke would essentially go on walkabout and explore the history of the Jedi, explore the history of the Sith, learn as much as he can about both. Mm-hmm. Um, but avoid being in any position where he could be in some level of power because the power is what would be too tempting for him. Yes. Because he himself Absolutely. couldn't re- yeah. resist running to try and mm-hmm. save his friends. You know, yeah. he, he couldn't resist putting his shit on the line for his dad. You know, mm-hmm. he's not good at being the stoic Jedi. Yeah. <laughs> he's this an emotional is, yeah, Jedi. Yeah, this is true. So, uh, with him being alone, the, the force is completely unbalanced, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, I would have him on walkabout. Like he's, he's out searching for all the answers on the, on the Jedi and the Sith and avoiding conflict as much as possible. That's my take. Nice. What's your take? No, I, I agree with that. There's a lot of, yeah, that's a lot of, a lot of what I think is going to happen too. I like the, the Kylo Ren and Rey. I really didn't even think about that, but you have to, you have to fill in. Vader's gone, you know. Luke's there, yeah. It, now that would make sense that Luke would be kind of, you know, on his on his path because, yeah, the power is what's going to take him to the dark side. Mm-hmm. We did see Vader was just misunderstood. It's really what <laughs> what what happened. I mean, he was good in the end, um, but it had just not been such a whiny bitch all the time. Um, I know, right? It's long history of what is kids the what family. is the rebel clone? Uh, what is his name again? Which one? The rebel clone. The, the rebel clone. Yes. You're losing me. Oh, the stormtrooper. Yeah, stormtrooper. Sorry. <laughs> oh, uh, John Boyega, Finn. Yeah, Finn. Yeah. So, some people are saying they think because. Um, Lando was left as a general and he was possibly a rebel of the Clone Wars. That might be his son. Yeah. I uh, think that's a little too convenient. Yeah. I don't, I personally don't think, do you think they're going to write Lando into this? I don't No, no. They have Lando in the star Wars rebels cartoon, Mm -hmm. which I think is a great use of the character. Yeah. And Billy D actually comes back and does his voice for that. I hope so. Which is really cool. He's got the, smoothest voice really cool <laughs> <laughs> to see an animated character with that swagger is <laughs> right? freaking it's awesome um but no i lando i don't see him being part of this story at least not yet mm. um and of all the characters to do the oh it's the kid of whatever yeah. like 
it if becomes very convenient. Exactly. You're going to have all the kids now. I mean, yeah, it's very, then it's 90210-ish, yeah. you know? Yeah. yeah, we don't want that. So yeah. I, think I mean, one of the genius things of the next it's generation either one or the other. was it wasn't Kirk's kid, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it wasn't, Great. Yeah. It wasn't know. Spock's kid, you know? Yeah. It, was, it was a whole new set of people. Mm-hmm. Um, I do leave open the fact that the first six films were the Skywalker's story. Mm-hmm. And so if this is a new trilogy continuing off of that, it's my belief that it would have to be the Skywalker line to keep it that going. you see children Exactly. From. It just makes sense. Because from a storytelling mm-hmm. standpoint, it's a saga about this one family. Yeah. Um, and if they're not Luke's kids, then they have to be Leia's kids. Yeah. And, and that could be possibly Han's daughter. Well, that would, that would absolutely be the deal, right? Yeah, exactly. So, um, and, 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 you know, the, the other side of it, like the idea of Han being the guy who dies, well, it's the person who plucks you out of obscurity in these films that passes away in the yeah. first movie. Qui-Gon took on Obi-Wan mm-hmm. and was his mentor and was the one leading him through life exactly. into a new life of adventure and he's gone. In uh, A New Hope... Obi-Wan's the one who plucks Luke out of the desert and Mm -hmm. takes him off on a wild adventure, opens his eyes to the ways of the force in a wider universe, and then he's gone. Mm -hmm. Everything I've seen in the trailers, Han Solo is the one who like opens their eyes to the things that are going on in the universe, especially Rey, Mm -hmm. and is the one taking them out on an adventure. If we're looking at the history of Star Wars and the storytelling of Star Wars, that's the character that makes sense to me mm. being the one that we lose tonight. And I think from a storytelling standpoint, it would be the most emotional and enriching yeah. death character death to have tonight, mm-hmm. you know, because that's the one that will mean the most to traditional fans. Mm-hmm. And if you're a new fan, if you're, if you're just coming into the movies new tonight, that's the, he, you know, for lack of a better term, he's probably going to be the sage old wise man mm. of the film tonight. Exactly. I hope he's a grumpy old wise man. Oh, of course he's grumpy. It's Harrison Ford. <laughs> it's, it's Harrison That guy Ford. doesn't know how to be anything anymore except yeah. grumpy. Even when he's smiling, he's grumpy. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to see like him and Carrie Fisher try and make out in this movie, like try to pretend like they're in love. <laughs> it's going to be so great. They're just going to be grumpy old people. I got to, I am a general now. Don't even. They're both me. They're in right, real life. They're both like wildly funny, grumpy old people. Hilarious. <laughs> Have you seen her dog, Gary? That guy is the coolest. I really it's love them. both. Gary, like, there, there's a video on and off screen. I love them both. There's a video from, uh, uh, Colbert's new show. Um, he had JJ and Harrison. Yeah, when Harrison was it. getting cast, getting cast. Oh my Did you gosh, watch that? it was so like, good. You tell Gary Fisher, I say hi. <laughs> you, you mean Carrie? Carrie. Yeah, 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 whatever. whatever. <laughs> I'll do it. Yeah, no, he leaves. He leaves. Pointing and mad. <laughs> He's like, I don't do that. Colbert <laughs> nailed it, man. It was hilarious. Oh I God. don't do that. I don't do that. <laughs> Oh my god! Pew 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 so pew! Funny. Did you see that? Yeah, yeah looked the like uh huh. Yeah, yeah. That seems to be a nice Ranger little. Uh, well, you know, I wasn't going to say anything. We were before. Our we time. did it first. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we shot first. We did shoot first. Pew 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 pew. Actually, if we're going to bring up Ranger Rocket, uh, it should be mentioned. Monday night is 
uh, the final night of Jeff Crapp hosting tonight in San Diego. Yes, absolutely. Um, so if you're in San Diego Monday night, uh, go down to the Horton Grand, uh, attend the final taping of the season for tonight in San Diego. It is the big farewell episode to Jeff Kraft, who's done a wonderful job hosting that show this year. And, uh, you know, he was, he was my tonight in San Diego, uh, host in, I will miss him. Oh, we'll miss him. Yeah. he's also our, our buddy in Ranger yeah. rocket yeah. and Daisy danger. Absolutely. <laughs> so I'm, I mean, bottom line, I, I just, I feel like we're going to finally, get a film that's just a film that we're going to love to watch we're going to be able to see characters that we're going to you know be able to put some some heart into and love to you know see them grow i don't think it's going to be the greatest star wars film and i don't need it to be the greatest star wars film i just i just need it to be in the top four top four that's all i'm asking (laughs) that's all i'm asking exactly it's in the top four we're in good shape we're good so (laughs) may the force be with all of you we're gonna we're gonna Give you our reactions after we yeah, see it. Yeah, yeah, tonight. So. Uh, tonight we're all going to meet up. It's going to be the intellectuals. Um, I think Steve will be joining us. Good. Uh, Mark yes. is going to be joining us. And uh, a bunch of my Sci-Fi Sunday cohorts. Um, that that podcast oh, is good. defunct, but uh, they all insisted that they wanted to be part of the reviews of the film. So our wildly fucking spoilerific Star Wars The Force Awakens review will be online tomorrow. Yes. Do not um, listen to it if you do not, not listen film, to please. it. We're telling you do right now. Do not listen to it until listen. you've seen the movie. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm super excited, and 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 we have to do it tonight because I don't want to sleep on it. No, I don't want to have. No, a I want to talk about to it. I want to talk about all of it. You know, let mm-hmm. rational thinking kind of settle in. I want yep. the raw response. Exactly. So we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna chill out in a Denny's tonight, which I know is gonna be tough for you to do. Um, I'll, find chill out <laughs> <laughs> I'll drink coffee. We'll, we'll stick to black out coffee. We'll chill at Denny's tonight, and we will we will rant and rave about the film, and uh, and then yeah, we'll put it online tomorrow. So it's gonna be awesome. That's gonna be awesome. One way or the other, it's gonna be awesome. Either way, I mean, today because is our day. Just the enthusiasm and the excitement that we get to share together as a geek community, as a film community, as a nerd community. Um, you know, it, it's it's wonderful. Yeah. You know, it's why I like making movies, you know. <laughs> it is my church, baby. I know. This is <laughs> all right, well. You know, I'm I'm ordained in the Universal Life Church. Apparently there is a Church of Jedi. All right. Well, sign me up. <laughs> <laughs> and apparently enrollment has increased since the Force Awakens started. Mm, odd. Well <laughs> I hope I see you all at church tonight. So <laughs> All right. Uh, for all of us at the Intellectual Podcast, may the force be with you. Have a blast tonight, and we will spoil the fuck out of this tomorrow. <laughs> Ciao. Bye, guys. <laughs> <laughs>